views from the 615. My name is Tanner. And my name is TJ. We are going to go ahead and hop in into today's topic. Just as a warning, this is going to be probably one of our most um, vulnerable. vulnerable conversations that we've had on the podcast um, thus far. And with us being two people of color, it's something that we feel necessary to talk about in this time. While you're listening to this, this could be something that is no longer talked about in the news, but we still feel that this is necessary to talk about. And so please know that we're speaking from our perspectives. Again, this is not like a news anchor position that we're doing. Definitely not. This is definitely our perspective on something that is continuously and unfortunately happening to people like us. And so today we're going to be talking about Ahmad Arbery, and if you don't recognize that name, that is the name of an individual who was jogging. Yeah, he was senselessly like he was killed with with no reason, no remorse. And this happened in Brunswick, Georgia. And what's really insane about all of this is that it didn't happen recently. This happened back in February, on February 23rd, on a Sunday. But we just got global coverage of it at the beginning of May. And that was due to a video that was released. By an individual that was part of their circle. Now, before we go into details of Mm -hmm. the entire story... yeah. This is, again, an ongoing thing that is happening in our country each and every day. And we know that there are stories like Ahmad's that are happening that are not getting coverage and they're not having justice served at all. And my thing is I want to to plea with anyone that's listening now and to just understand that our viewpoint that we're doing is very personal and we're speaking very vulnerably today from experiences and understand that this is a really great opportunity to to just sit back and listen to two people who have a perspective that is worth listening to and also take the time to share this with friends who don't know how to have a conversation about this. Um, when there are people that feel the need to become spokespersons for a movement, sit back and understand that this needs to come from people who identify as the same as the person who is the victim of this senseless act. I, I am very thankful for those who have spoken out about this injustice. I'm very thankful for those who obviously know that this is something that should have not happened and should never happen for anyone due to the color of their skin this in in my opinion was a modern day lynching that's what a lot of people have said about this unfortunate case from from my viewpoint it it is unfortunate because i have always felt the need to always have some sort of composure when i'm out in public for the sake of being safe where I can go home without being targeted. Like for me, it's it's difficult because anytime that I'm driving around town or leaving my house and I 
see a police officer behind me, don't even have to have their lights on, but I can recognize the car is at least a cop car, or I may think that it's a cop car, I automatically, like, I feel the hairs on the back of my body start to rise because I know what the risk is of being a person of color in a vehicle and the suspicion can be there and for what. I want there to be a way for me to feel more at ease for that, but at this point, there's not really a way for me to feel at ease. I could, like, anytime, and it's, it's for real, anytime that I am driving and I feel the presence of the police, even though I know they are meant to serve and protect and I know there are those out there that do, I'm automatically playing in my head, what do I say if I'm pulled over? Mm-hmm. Where do I put my hands? Where should I have my phone? Yeah. I've taken steps to know that like, I know where to get my driver's license. I know where to reach for my registration. And it sucks because for someone that is a shade darker than another person, I'm deemed more of a suspect compared to my friends. Because as someone like me who is, is mixed with a white mother and a black father, I have been able to hang out with different friend groups that are predominantly white or predominantly black. And I've known that within that friend circle, they have so many different experiences and levels of privilege where they don't have to necessarily worry about those things. And so being somewhat in the middle, no pun intended because I'm mixed, but um, it's, it's something that, again, regardless of what I have experienced growing up, that's irrelevant to someone who sees me from an outsider's perspective Mm -hmm. and that I absolutely hate. And, you know, again, this is someone who was jogging for exercise. You know, a lot of people were thinking this was related to like the pandemic and coronavirus, but it happened literally right at the very beginning of America knowing what coronavirus was. It wasn't really due to restrictions there. It sucks that in that time, someone felt the need to say, I'm going to hop in my truck with my son and literally chase this man down because he looks as if he could have been someone who had been in the neighborhood that was robbing and stealing stuff to chase them down with the shotgun to say he just wanted to talk. And then, of course, they fall to self-defense. I was just trying to protect myself. But my question is, is where's the threat? The threat was his color of his skin. Understand that for people of color, we don't have the privilege or the option to walk around and not have any concerns of the people who are around us. Mm-hmm. Know that this is not a topic that we enjoy continuously talking about. It has to reach a certain point to where we say enough is enough Mm -hmm. treat people as people and not as shades of color I think about the people who have recently been protesting in their city's capitals because they want to get their nails done or get their hair cut Mm -hmm. and be met with police presence and them being able to Argue. Argue and physically get in their face. Exactly. And say, 
I want you to open up the city now mm -hmm. and there'll be no repercussions. There's no arrest being made because a majority of those people are white. white. If it's a group of people who are out there protesting for Ahmad, saying justice for Ahmad, they're instantly met with SWAT teams, like the gas bombs that they, or tear gas, excuse me, or being arrested for protesting. That doesn't happen if you're privileged enough to just say, I need a haircut because I've been in quarantine due to a pandemic going on. It's not because they own small businesses. It's because they want people to cut their nails, paint their nails. They want people to service them. And normally these people that are servicing them are people who are not as privileged as they are. Exactly. Which goes back to years and years and years of the solicitation of people of color. Using them as service and moving on to the next thing. Yeah. I am really tired of this and this and and to be completely honest, I am speaking as someone who does have a lighter skin tone compared to others and even then I'm still seen as a threat to other people. And so for other people there are individuals who have a lot of things that are going on. Now, thinking of what Ahmad went through, this is a gentleman who, again, on February 23rd, running through Brunswick, Georgia, and while he's running in this suburb of Georgia, the father and son, one's about 60 years old, one's 34 years old, they decided that, oh, that guy looks really suspicious. And they had a, another person with them that mm -hmm. was videotaping. And they went and chased him down. The video is about 30 seconds long. Yep. If you've not seen the video, understand that the video is very hard to watch. It comes to a point where it, it you feel numb watching those videos because... It's mentally draining. And you think that it's almost like from a movie. But Ahmad is jogging. You see the white pickup truck pull up. You've got the father driving the truck, the son is in the passenger seat, and then Ahmad is met with them. Now, they're like the the two individuals who killed him claimed that they were having self-defense because apparently, according to them, Ahmad had a weapon on him. <laughs> I did not see that in the video. Um, however, what I did see is a struggle for a shotgun that yep. was being aimed toward Ahmad. And then during the video, you hear two shots go off. You see Ahmad's white t-shirt have a red stain on it. And then you see Ahmad take about two or three steps and fall and collapse to the ground. And then it ends. The, the crazy thing about these videos that continuously pop up on our timeline is that the harsh reality is some people some really sick, twisted individuals yep. find pleasure out of seeing things like this. Mm -hmm. There are people in our country that are completely okay with things like this happening. They encourage things like this to happen. As a person in the minority in this group of people, it's important to understand that we are not going to sit aside and let things like this continue because Although we may be different shades, 
we still have the same freedoms across the country, mm-hmm. regardless of who is in that White House and who is encouraging this, because, of course, we've not heard a peep. And that's fine. That's fine. I really don't want to hear his fucking commentary. I do not want to hear a word don't he has to say. Don't want to hear a fucking word he has to say. Because it's, it's, it's worthless. It brings no value to the conversation. Understand that people have value regardless of the color of their skin. For those of you who are listening and you can recognize or at least acknowledge that you come from a point of privilege, really think to yourself, am I part of the problem? Am I talking into stereotypes? Am I assuming the worst of people? Think about how you're making an impact on individuals that are around you. I think it's completely valid to want to feel safe. Yeah. I think everybody can say, I want to feel safe. I want to feel safe in my home. I want to feel safe in my car when I'm driving. I want to feel safe when I'm at work. I want to feel safe when I'm in public, when I'm going to a movie, when I'm going into a restaurant. I don't want to get looked at because of the color of my skin. In the neighborhood that you go to. Exactly. Or the area that you're... Like, that of you course, there are places in the country where you can't even risk getting out of the car when it's dark exactly i've been in brunswick georgia i've been in many areas of georgia before and anytime i'm in those areas i know with the group of friends that i have grown up with worked with whatever the case may be i've always felt safe even though i'm the minority of that group i have felt safe because those are the people that i've grown up with throughout most of my life so it feels like there's a bit of belonging there however it comes with the harsh reality that not everybody feels the same way. In the case of Ahmad and what's happening here, I've seen a huge outpour of support from people. This is this this feels because what I'm gonna say is this feels different from God rest her souls, Sandra Bland. Philandro, uh, Castillo. Castillo. It feels different than Trayvon Martin. It feels, I mean, there, I can go on and on about the last few years about seeing people that look like me being shot dead, shot in their fucking car, telling the officer that he has a gun on him, that he has a license to carry a fucking gun. It feels different. Then when Sandra Bland was trying to tell an officer that she had her rights mm-hmm. and that she couldn't do, that he couldn't touch her or pull her or grab her like that. This feels very, very much of the same, but it feels different because there are people that have never come out to support that are coming out and saying, this is fucked up. This is wrong. How much is it going to take? And I do appreciate that, but... I need action. I need action. I need you to tell all your white friends and whoever you know, your coworkers, whatever. I don't give a fuck. When you see something like this on a video and you say, Oh, well, maybe... I don't need you to fucking think right now. You just saw a man... You just saw a man that just got killed, that had no weapons, that was trying to jog. He had shorts. He had a white tee. 
And the fact that you can even try to defend that, you can go to hell. Because that's how I feel right now. Because it's mentally, for me, coming from a black mom, a black dad, black grandparents, I was always taught to watch my surroundings, be cautious of who you hang out with. And coming from a county like Williamson County, which when I was younger was mostly white and having to go to school with mostly white people, I had no problem with that until I got into middle school and understood that my color, that I was different. A lot of people don't understand what I go through, what me and Tanner go through on a daily basis as walking into a store, walking into a restaurant. It's in the back of our head. Are we going to get helped? Are we going to get told to leave? I understand a lot of people say, oh, well, racism does. Bitch, fuck you. Racism is still here. I mean, I don't have to show you anything. Look who's in the White House. It's When you have people in power that say African countries are shitholes mm-hmm. or all Mexicans, we're going to build that wall. Or putting kids in cages. I mean, the list goes on and it, on. It goes on and on. But there has to be a point where it's enough. And this video, again, proves that there's racism that still exists in America. And if we don't do anything, all of us, because when a black man or a black woman or a brown woman or a brown man gets killed, I don't need to see their friends or my friends doing fucking TikTok videos. I need you to come and support us because throughout everything, black people, brown people have been on the front lines for everything. Your wars, your fucking stupid ass wars, every movement has had a black or brown person with you guys. So I don't understand when it comes to us getting murdered or killed or beaten up You guys just don't look our our direction. I need you, if you have white friends, I've already told my friends, I need you guys to step up. I need you guys to do your research. I need you guys to, if you see some racist shit going on, I need you to call it out. With a lot of stuff that I've seen on social media lately, when people posted about how this is a huge injustice, for Ahmad and his family and just the complete insane injustice that he went through for me I always look at it in our complete jumbled up mess of a country that it's like the same concept but a different storyline you've always got someone that is not privileged getting killed for no reason And it's just a different scenario that makes no sense. You can be jogging. You can play video games in your living room where an officer comes in and thinks that you somehow are invading her home and shoot them dead. And you were just mistaken and broke into their apartment. You can have a pack of Skittles and an Arizona iced tea. And get shot in the back. My question is, is who's going to step up 
who's going to decide that this is something that we are not going to stand for any longer because as much as I appreciate the Instagram posts and the call outs and the I run with the mods like I think that's a great way to show that you you care mm -hmm. but also like stop treating that as a badge of like I care about racial injustice right because a lot of times that's what it feels like what you could do is call the DA's office that is in Georgia what you could do is call the Georgia state what you could do if you feel like you want to do something and you you support us if you don't support this then we don't want your help I'm gonna say that we don't want your help if you don't feel if you're if you're scared and you don't know what to do then I need you to talk to some of your black friends because I know you got them I know you got some black and brown friends that you hang with ask them how you can support and they can tell you but to sit there and do nothing and act like oh well that'll never happen to me it's a slap in the face. It's not appreciated. You can talk about it until you're blue in the face. However, until you decide to stand alongside people of color and demand something change, whether that is going out to some sort of like protest or if you've decided that I'm going to vote someone out of office so that way there's more racial justice along my state because remember these decisions have to start at the local level to get to the global and the United States level where you're covering the country and so recognize that yes you can post all that you want about how insane it is that someone was shot down for jogging back in February and it doesn't come to light until May that's completely fine but also recognize that there is something that needs to change and you have the privilege and the power mm -hmm. to make it happen. But only you can do that. Only you can do that. So have your conversation with your friends. Have your conversation with your friends of color and ask, like TJ said, how can I support? How do you feel about this? Are you okay? I know this is very traumatic. But also don't feel that you have to provide an answer. If anything, you can just listen. Because that's something that has been missing for a very long time. Yeah. You want to share the story and move on along your day, but you don't stop to listen to how it's affecting people. And I, Go ahead. We are fortunate enough to, enough to live in a city that is very liberal. A city that does not stand for a lot of racial injustice. However, it still happens. Mm -hmm. We still have prejudice that happens each and every day. But we've got to unite together and say that this is something that we're not going to stand for. In this case, for Ahmad, we know that this is something that's going to go down in history books, along with Sandra Bland, along with um, Philil Castell, for um, Trayvon Martin. There are tons of people that are going to be in history books to look back at this complete Black Lives Matter movement. And we're going to keep on fighting for them as well. Understand that although... And this complete transparency as someone who was raised in a predominantly white environment it was tough for me to kind of be able to connect with oh why does this matter to me hmm. it's not until I recognize that people look at me 
differently when I enter a certain space because I'm a certain race. Mm. And what's important to recognize is that it won't stop until we decide that things have to change. And that's if we stand and band together and say enough is enough. And I want to make a change again. That's going to deal with whether it's on the local side of your um, elections, then it goes to city, then it goes to state, then it goes to country. You've got to take baby steps to get to the big picture. Find yourselves getting more involved in the conversation. Look up articles, see how you can support and be there for your friends and your family who are affected by this injustice for Ahmad. Because no one deserved that. No one in this fucking country deserves to die like that. And the people that did it should be ashamed of themselves. The people that know them should be ashamed of themselves. And that whole city and that state should be ashamed of themselves that they let this happen. No one, and when I say no one, I mean no one deserves to die like that. A mother should not have to bury her son due to an assumption that someone had and decided to take matters into their own hands. I really, really hate the fact that there are so many people out there who are burying their children and then having to explain why they're a a good person. A lot of people look at like, oh, well, maybe they have a troubled past. That's irrelevant to, to what's yeah, that shouldn't even fucking on. matter. Stop doing that shit. It's getting old. It's getting tired. And it's fucking played out. We don't want to hear about that. No one should be killed by a police officer or anybody because of the color of their skin. Period. This has been an intense conversation. One of our most vulnerable ones we've ever had. On this podcast. I think it would be really appropriate for anyone that is curious about how to keep this conversation going please send us an email at views615pod at gmail.com or reach out to us at views615pod on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys so much. We are headed out for this episode. We will catch you on the next one. See you later.